Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. Um, I'm Henry Chisholm. Forgot about that part. Uh, I wonder if they even say that on that podcast. I don't even... I just watch. But uh, So I've been moving for uh, what feels like a year now, but is actually just like a day or two. It's, uh, it's, it's awful. It's awful. I'm kind of just surrounded by box right now, boxes right now. I, I've done that twice today said box and said boxes just because it sounds plural and I am really tired. Um, here's the deal. So this is obviously like a new place to do the podcast and something might go wrong. Just a heads up. For example, like my desk, which is where I have like the mic mounted and all that kind of stuff. Well, half of it broke off during the move. And that was the half that had like it, it was like the top half. So it had like this little cove almost where I had like sound pads and stuff. So there weren't echoes. And uh, that part of the desk is sitting on the ground, kind of leaned up against the wall for now and maybe forever until I get a new one. So if it's kind of like echoey in here, it's because I now have like a, a bedroom with ceilings that are five feet higher than the ones before. And the things that make uh, this not echo are not here right now. So uh, there's a, there's just like a quick update on that. Um, so if I sound echoey today, which I checked before and it was like a, a little bit, but then I started talking louder when I did the podcast and haven't checked again. Um, but yeah, so there's all that stuff. Also, just like looking in this closet and thinking, wow, why do I have so many clothes? I've never worn any of those. Like, like, what is that? I, I can count like, that's like 12 pairs of just blue jeans right there. And I've probably worn jeans that were blue. I, I have not worn them more than five times in the last two years. But just in case like the Montana comes out or something, I guess, then I'll have them there. I don't know. I got to throw a bunch of this stuff out. Or give it away. Honestly, mostly just throw it out. It is a lot. A lot of it is pretty bad. But um, so yeah, uh, we we're gonna do a podcast today, and uh, there is some news to talk about. So after we recorded the podcast on Monday, uh, the, the CU announced the twenty. What is the year? Twenty twenty one. There we go. Uh, class for the Hall of Fame. Uh, so later on the show, we're going to run through just some of those people, uh, some of whom I had like known before. I don't think I've actually met any of them. Um, 
Not really. I was in a press conference with the ski coach once. I think that's as close as I got. Um, but we're uh, we're going to talk about some of that stuff later on. It was fun reading up on them, especially like there's this one guy uh, who, oh, what's his name? His last name's Willard. I should have all this pulled up. Yeah, Lee Willard. I wasn't willing to commit before I said it, but he was like a hundred years ago, just tearing things up at CU. Like he was, he was like a, a three-time all-conference football player. He played like three different positions in those years. Actually, no, he played two different positions in those years, played another position before that. Meanwhile, was like throwing heat or no, I guess he was an outfielder on the baseball team back when there was a baseball team. Crazy to think about. Um, and then also basketball, but, but a bunch of really awesome athletes. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of them, some of the things that, uh, I learned about them later on. First though, going to talk about some basketball. So, um, the news here is that we have not, not necessarily a conference schedule, but we have like the 10 year rotation for the Pac-12 for, I mean, obviously the next 10 years who saw that coming. Um, oh, and I saw an email that I did not see before. Luckily it is not relevant to any of this. Huh. Um, oh, also the Pac-12 doesn't matter. We're skipping all these emails, getting to the email that mattered because, uh, like I said, 10-year schedule rotation. So so it's a 20-game conference schedule now. That started last year, I believe. During the pandemic was the first year. Um, and uh, obviously, 20 games. That means that uh, you don't play two of your opponents twice. So what, 10 of them you play twice? And that math doesn't make sense now, does it? Um Wait, what is the math here? <laughs> One of your opponents you don't play twice. No, no, it is two. Okay, the math does make sense. Sorry, my brain uh, is not working today. So yeah, uh, nine of them you play twice, and then the other two you don't have to count Colorado in the Pac-12. It's just eleven other teams. Uh, those two that you only either play on the, or at home or on the road. I'm already feeling like today might be a little bit of a struggle. That's where we're going to start. Some interesting stuff in there. Um, also learned like what the schedule is going to look like um, early in the season. And I believe, so we'll, we'll get into that. Let me, let me say real quick. Colorado XOs, they're the presenting sponsor of this podcast. They are also uh, a rugby team. And they're a rugby team that is comprised of a bunch of... F- athletes who had never played rugby before um they played like football or basketball or baseball whatever now they're gonna play rugby it's a cool thing um for a bunch of reasons but the big one is that they're trying to get them onto the u.s national team um which trains at the same facilities out in glendale uh you can follow along with dnvr rugby on twitter uh dnvr the or the dnvr rugby podcast and also the written content at the dnvr.com. Okay. Uh, into this basketball stuff. You know, the schedule rotation, it's it's definitely interesting, I think. Um, but I think more so than that is how... So, how do I say this? There are early season games. So, like I said, 20-game schedule... And two of your games are played before conference play starts. 
which actually that isn't true, but just like in the traditional way you think of conference play, which is after non-conference play, it kind of is. Um, so each team has like two games that are going to be played sometime in like November or December, and then conference play is going to start at the beginning of January. Or maybe it's like the end of December, but it's somewhere around there. Um, and so every team will have these or one home game, one away game, conference game before you're done with the non-conference schedule. To me, I personally am not like a huge fan of that. I mean, I I get the appeal. You know, these are games that matter more at a time when there aren't many games that matter that much. You know, for the most part in November, December, it's just going to be non-conference games across the country. Um, you know, other conferences also have a similar setup, so you'll have a couple sprinkled in. But I understand wanting to try to put games that are relevant and are important and because of that should be more interesting to a casual college basketball fan onto the schedule when there aren't other games like that being played, at least not that many of them. At the same time, though, I kind of like the traditional setup where it's almost like a preseason and regular season type of thing. You know, that's, that's how it is in football where you play your three non-conference games, your four non-conference games, and yeah, those are important in terms of things like bowl games and, you know, tr- college football playoff and, you know, wanting to win because it's fun to do. But but outside of that, you know, it is the conference games that really matter, you know, because the goal is to, to make the Pac-12 championship, whatever. Um, I personally really like that. I think it's a nice separation because those games matter more. Let teams get their feet under them first and then get into the rest of this. Again, I understand why you wouldn't do that way, but that's my personal feeling here. And it's my podcast. So uh, now that that's out of the way, we can get into this actual schedule. Um, So the big news, Colorado this season will only play Stanford at home and will only play UCLA. Oh, that's not true. Sorry, I got that wrong. They'll only play USC at home. They'll only play Cal on the road. Um, So those are the two teams that you only play once. You know, Cal, especially now that Matt Bradley's gone, let me check on that because I remember him getting into the transfer portal, but you never know. You you can back out of the transfer portal. Um, Yeah, I went to San Diego State. Interesting, they transferred from Cal to San Diego State. Um, Not really, though, because San Diego State is kind of the better basketball program. But it's also, you know, I don't know. It's not the high major conference like the one Cal plays in. So that's not the point of this podcast. The point is that team is not all that good. You'd like to be able to try them once. At the same time, you're happy that it's the road game and the the home only game is against USC. And that's obviously a team at the top of the Pac-12 last year, near the top. Um a team that you're happy you only have to play once. And it's good to get that one game at home. And really, I mean, the Buffs did kind of beat up USC last year. It's a new season, though. This is a good team. You don't want to play good teams twice. So that's good. And for, for Cal, at least, like I said, you're playing them on the road. It's You should be able to win that. If you don't win that, it's going to feel pretty bad, though. Um, more interesting, like I said to me, though, are these two games that Colorado is going to play before the rest of 
the conference schedule starts. Um, the first one, this is actually going to be the first Pac-12 game of the season. Uh, Sunday, November 28th, at the CU Event Center, the Buffaloes will be playing UCLA. Nope. I screwed that one up again. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, this is they're playing Stanford. Wow, I had such a great buildup there too. Such a great buildup. Okay, I, it just keeps setting in more and more that my brain is just dead, and this podcast, it's gonna be what it is. Um, but yeah, that will be the first game of the season at the CU Event Center, Stanford at Colorado. Um, the 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 next day of Pac-12 games is gonna be that Wednesday, December first. That's where Colorado is going to go to UCLA. And then there's actually going to be two other games that same day. Utah, USC, Washington State, Arizona State. Um, interesting, though, and and it could just be a random thing. If I'm a schedule maker, I am very, very particular in how I am going to set up this schedule of early conference games. Um, because, you know, the first Pac-12 game, a lot of people are going to watch it. Um and that game, like I said, Stanford at Colorado. Going to be fun for a bunch of different reasons. Um, obviously, the the way the series went last year with Colorado winning um, is... I actually don't... I think Oscar De Silva's back? Let me use the quick Google here. Um, no, he did leave. Uh, so that's... I mean... I'm not going to say it's too bad because it's it's really good for the buffs. That's one of the best players in the Pac-12. Wow, we haven't talked about basketball teams or other basketball teams in a while. This is a rack in my brain to remember who's still around. Um, but yeah, I, I, I again, like I really like Colorado playing this first game of the year. I think a lot of people are going to watch that game Um just because, like I said, it's meaningful college basketball. And now that might not necessarily mean that every college basketball fan that night is going to be turning on the TV 15 minutes early to make sure they catch every minute of this game. Like, it, it's not that big of a deal, but it, it is a little bit of a big deal. And it's certainly not a bad thing. And, again, I'm excited for it. The one I'm really excited for, though, is that game on that Wednesday. UCLA coming off a Final Four appearance that's going to be a lot of fun. And that's one where I do think you're going to get a pretty big audience. That's a game that I do expect to see on ESPN or Fox or one of those, especially on a Wednesday night. What else is going to be going on? Um, again, that, that'll be the second day of Pac-12 games. We don't have times for these, um, but we do know second, second day of games. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be tuned in. It's going to be a lot of fun. And obviously, those two games, in a way, like it's going to be cool to see them that early because they're going to be very competitive games um, between a bunch of teams that think that they're among the best in the Pac-12. It's going to be kind of random, though. And, you know, if, if you're a team like, say, Washington, Washington State, uh, so somebody, I guess not Washington State, uh yeah, let's just go with Washington. Let's just go with Washington. Um, and say, like, they were really bad last year. They will probably be bad again this year. If you're Washington, 
you would love to be catching like UCLA, uh, USC, Colorado right up there early in the season just because things might not be clicking yet. Um, and even if they are clicking before everything is totally like, you know, you have your rotations nailed down. If for Colorado, you know, you know who all these different players are. You know, I think at that point, your guard rotation, you could have three different guards um, in that rotation in these two games versus at the start of the actual Pac-12 season or the normal Pac-12 season where it's conference from then on out. That's because there's a lot of growth that's going to happen amongst all these young guards. It's also because you got to see what all these guys can do in games. You know, you've seen some from Keyshawn Bartholomew. You've seen... Uh, I mean, you've seen some from Keyshawn Bartholomew with, with like Luke O'Brien. There's like a minute here or there uh, with uh, Nick Clifford. There's a little bit more than that. Um, but then with guys like, uh, you know, KJ Simpson or Julian Hammond, uh, Javon Ruffin, you know, they might like you. You haven't seen anything from them. And who knows who is better at the start of the season um, who is better later on in the season? All that. I th- a lot of fluctuations, I expect, in terms of that rotation. Um, and so, again, though, the, the point is, if you're a bad team, I think you want to play good teams early in the season where they have questions that are still being answered. If you're Colorado, I think y- you you t- you don't, in, in terms of just purely competitive reasons. At the same time, personally... I am happy that they are playing Stanford and UCLA that early in the season because those are going to be two really fun and potentially really important games. You know, at that point in the season, it might not feel all that important, but, you know, if if you blow those two games, and I'll knock on wood for that, you're going to be looking back at them later on in the season and saying, "How, how I wish we hadn't done that. Or, you know, if if you're not willing to take the blame yourself, you're saying... I wish that we hadn't had to play them that early. Uh, so, very big games. It'll be fun to watch those. Um, and, you know, it's it's exciting to start thinking about basketball again. You know, there's a lot between us and basketball season right now. And the, the worst of it is this, like, two, three months of summer. What was it? It's, it's end of May, so we got June and July where there's not much going on. Then in August, you've got fall camp in, uh, what's after August? September. I, I got to get some sleep. There's a pizza place. There's actually a Cosmos right across the street now. I know Boulder people like that. I've only had it once. Not this one. I had the one in Boulder. Um, I think that's going to have to be the move after this. But, uh, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. After August is September. Obviously, September, October, you've got football. Um, I think the basketball season will start like, it's usually, is that mid? I know NBA is the middle of October. There wasn't no basketball season. It was started late last year. Maybe it's the beginning of November in college. It's, it's somewhere right around there though. And you know, in the grand scheme of things, maybe not all that far away. Uh, cool to see these schedules. I think that that's all my thoughts on those. Um, but Got a lot of talk about with uh, nine Hall of Famers. The biggest class? No, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. Um, I don't think that's true. But but nine Hall of Famers, eight former athletes, one former coach, 
We're going to be talking about all them in just a second, but first, we're going to take a quick break. First of all, Breckenridge Brewery. Um, I have now tried all of the Breckenridge seltzers, um, including all the lemonade seltzers, and of the lemonade seltzers, I think blueberry and strawberry are my favorite. Raspberry is good. You just have to drink it kind of slow because... I don't know, like, imagine what your mouth would feel like if you ate a bunch of raspberries. It would, like, sting and, like, I, that sting isn't fair. It's just very sour, you know? You, you can't, like, you can't pound that one the way that you can maybe some others. If you're not interesting, interested in pounding your seltzers, well, then maybe maybe you would like it. Um, strawberry blueberry, though, that that's the way to go. Um, they taste like Gogurt. Those ones do. Um or like the, what's the, like the Trix yogurt? I'm not sure if any of you ever ate that, but that was a very similar flavor. Basically, it's like, uh, they taste like the way that you get kids to eat fruit-flavored things, um, which is a really cool feature in uh, an alcoholic beverage. Um, they also have like their normal seltzers. They have the, uh, just like beers was where I was going with that. Can't believe I had to pause and remember where I was going with that. Um... Yeah, on top of that, this summer, for, like, basically for every, we're not going to do that. They're giving 1% of their profits to the, uh, to the National Parks Conservation Association, which means that whether you're, like, at a bar and you drink something from Breckenridge or you, like, go to the grocery store and pick up, a, a, like, pack of seltzers, whatever, 1% of that goes to the environment, which is a good place for money to go. Um, also, you can enter to win a $30,000 Escapod trailer if you go to breckbrew.com slash ingoodco. Um, that's breckbrew.com slash I-N-G-O-O-D-C-O. Also, this is like a shared sheet with all the ads. Somebody deleted every but everything in front of M slash in good co, which is just just great. Um, so yeah, a lot of really good seltzers. You should definitely check those out. You can use the beer locator, and one percent goes to the National Parks Conservation Association, which is a, a. I mean, I guess I I haven't looked too deeply into it. Sounds like a very good thing though. Just like when you hear those words put together in that way. Um, also a newish partner, not like the newest, well, actually it is the newest partner, um, that we have, but it's been around for like a month now. Um, Solace Meds. So Solace Meds, they're a dispensary chain that now has six different locations, including four in Colorado. There's one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one that's just blocks away from the DMVR bar on East Colfax. Right now, they have some awesome deals. Um, it's Memorial Day weekend this weekend, my mother told me. And that means that it's going to be buy three, get one free on the entire store. I think maybe, I think it might be just Memorial Day. Buy three, get one free in the entire store, any of those stores. Um, also, for the month of May, they have 20% off all glacier concentrates, 20% off all mile high extractions, 1,000 milligram I don't know where that's going. 20% off all my extractions. 20% uh, off CBN gummies. Two for $25 off Koala and Solace 100 milligram bars. 
15% off any three grams of Connoisseur Concentrates. Um, also, and this is the best part, you get 20% off your entire purchase when you use the code DNVR20 at checkout. And that applies like after you've already taken advantage of all those deals. You can combine like the 20% off or whatever with the additional 20% off for that code. So make sure you take advantage of that. It's not like a one-time thing, like your first order. You get that every single time. Um, so go to their website, uh, look at their menu, order online, and then pick it up at your convenience. Just head to solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com and purchase from there. I wonder, wow, I just keep having these dumb thoughts in my head. And once you start saying something, you have to finish it. Like if, if it's like, if I saw solacemeds.com, S-O-L-A-C-E, I might think soul ace meds as in like the sun. If, if you're like in Mexico, for example, they, they speak Spanish and use that, that word. Then ace doesn't matter. We can move along. Um, these hall of famers, let's dig into that. Let's start by just going through all of them. Um, so first we've got Donnie Boyce played on the basketball team from 1991 to 95. Chris Brown, football team, 2001, 2002. Nikki Marshall, soccer team, 2006 to 2009. Chris Nioli, um, Mickey Pruitt. Oh, he played, uh, 92 to 96. Mickey Pruitt played football, 1984 to 97. Uh, Dathan Ritzenhine, cross country and track, 2001, 2004. Richard Rokos, he was the ski coach from 1987 to 2021. Uh, Jack Ryan, he was a gymnast from 1966 to 68. Lee Willard played football, basketball, baseball, and track from 1918 to 2022. Or, sorry, 1922. Wow. What a day. Um, any important notes? First one, Nikki Marshall, Richard Rokos. Uh, this is their first year of eligibility. Um, actually, last year would have been for Nikki, except that there was no class last year because of the pandemic. Um, and so uh, this is technically like her first real chance. Um, so those two in their first year of eligibility. eligibility. Only Jenny Berenger Simpson, uh, Chauncey Billups, Sealberry, and Lucy Zakova have like been inducted in their first year of eligibility. So that's uh, obviously a, a pretty great group of athletes and coaches. Um, but just in case you're curious, I guess, um, your eligibility starts 10 years after you are done playing at CU. If you go pro though, then it's as soon as you retire from pro sports, but it's whichever one is later. That actually came out much more clearly than I, than I expected. Um, let's just run through some of these. Uh, starting with Nikki Marshall. Uh, that's a name you hear a lot. or We have over the course, uh, and especially like last year when Taylor Korniak was breaking all the records. Um, well, not actually all of them because Nikki Marshall actually still has 20 CU soccer records, including the all-time scoring record. Um Key details, four-time, first-team, all-Big 12, um, seventh overall pick in the 2010 Women's Professional Soccer Draft. Uh, she wound up being the MVP of the 2012 championship match in that league. Um, she she played one game on the full U.S. women's national team. 
Actually, it might have been more than that. Here's what I know, with because I wrote this poorly. Um, she uh, she got her first call up in May of 2014, but then later on that year wound up tearing her ACL, and then she decided to retire. Um, she also played a whole lot on a bunch of other like the U20 team or U23 and all that kind of stuff. U18, I think, as well. Um, so there you go, Nikki Marshall, first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, Rokos. He was the head ski coach for 31 years. Had a few years before that as an assistant coach. In that time, oh, first of all, the 31 years, that is the third longest ever of any coach at CU. So that's impressive right off the bat. Um, eight national championships for the team over those 31 years. Took second nine more times and took third six more than that. So if you add all those together, see, why would I, do? I know where my brain is at. I know I can't add these numbers together right now. Uh, it would not be more than, th- so 23, 23 of 31 years, the ski team finished in the top three. Very impressive. Um, on top of that, 247 skiers were all Americans. Um, you have 46 individual national titles. Also, he has kind of a crazy backstory. Um, he, he was born in Czechoslovakia during like the the soviet times and he wound up escaping i think he had it said he'd just gotten married and had like an 18 month old daughter and they escaped and came to the united states and just a few years later he was cu's head ski coach um on top of that he uh he's an ordained minister and he's presided over at least 20 weddings that included cu coaches and athletes so more on top of that but that's kind of crazy to think about. And a lot of them were like ski team members that got married to each other. And he was kind of crazy. Not, not what I expected when I started reading the bio that the SID staff put together. Um, Donnie Boyce. Uh, he was a, he was a guard for the basketball team. Two time first team, all big eight. Um, in his junior year during conference play, Put up 26.8 points per game, which is kind of crazy. Uh, he's still second all time in the uh, like single game points for CU with 46 against Oklahoma State. That's pretty crazy. Um, second Colorado player ever to lead the team in scoring for four years. Um, he was a Wooden Award candidate. Uh, wound up being drafted to the NBA. Played in 30 games there, but then uh, I think he had like a he had a I think it was a leg injury. I think it was a knee injury um, that kind of like messed him up for his first year in the NBA. And then he wound up, like I said, playing 30 games in the NBA uh, starting in that second year, maybe just in that second year. And then wound up going overseas and played for a very long time over there. Chris Brown, uh, the football running back. Probably heard of him. Uh, first team All-American in 2002. Runner-up for the Doak Walker Award. Um, eighth in the Heisman voting that season. Crazy part is he missed two games and still had over 1,700 rushing yards, uh, which ranks second all-time at CU. Um, he also finished uh, as the school's fourth all-time leading rusher. But... He left after his junior season for the draft, so he could have, you know, obviously added more on top of that. He also 
spent his first two years at Northwestern. So you think, like, if you wanted to, there, I mean, he could have really ran up those numbers. Wound up being a third-round pick by the Titans uh, in 2003. Played six seasons in the NFL. Had a 1,000-yard had a season in 2004. A solid career for running back. Uh, Chris Naoli, uh, he, uh, let's see, four-year letterman as, a, as an offensive guard. Um, was a first-team All-American as a senior. Um, he Oh, here's a fun one. He won the awards for being the top player in spring ball in his class as a sophomore, or like going into his sophomore year, going into his junior year, and then again going into his senior year. Uh, only player to ever do that. Uh, wound up being a top 10 pick in 1997. Uh, played 12 seasons in the NFL. Started 150 of 154 games. Uh, spent some of that time with Jacksonville. Um, and for their like 25th anniversary, he uh, like th- I guess they put out the list of like the top 25 players of all time. And he came in on that list, which is pretty cool. Number 25, made the list. That's what's important. Um Dathan Ritzenhine, six-time All-American. Six-time All-American. That's impressive. Um, Did it twice in cross-country, twice in the outdoor 5,000-meter run in track, and twice in the indoor 5,000-meter run. Won six Big 12 individual titles, won a national title in cross-country, and uh, he was a part of three U.S. Olympic teams. I, I think... I don't know that he was ever top 10. I, I remember that he was at 14th. Um, he might have he might have done a little bit better than that at one point. Um, Jack Ryan. He was... Uh, ooh, here's an air swing. He was a part of CU's first and only Big 8 championship team in gymnastics. Obviously, this was a while ago, back in the late 60s, because, in case you haven't noticed, they don't have gymnastics teams anymore. Um, he won uh, Colorado's first and only individual NCAA title, uh, which came on the pommel horse. He uh, he scored a 9.6, uh, which is very good, I would imagine, because only one score in the entire championship is what they called it. But like the whole the whole meet did better than that 9.6. Um, he was one of the very best in the world, obviously, at the pommel horse. But according to CU, at least the uh, U.S. Uh, like gymnastics team, they only they only took all around competitors at that time, and they didn't take any specialists. And so he just didn't get the opportunity because he was a pommel horse guy, aren't we all deep down? Um, Lee Willard. So he's a. Uh, this is a pretty crazy story. Just like reading through all of it, it just I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's just what happens when you read things about like a hundred years ago. Is you come away from it being like, "No, you're kidding." Um, and I had that thought like three different times while reading the bio that CU sent out. Um, he he did he he did pass away in I think it was 1974, 1975. Um, but yeah, uh, believed to be the only CU athlete to ever earn 16 letters. There was nobody after him, but, you know, record-keeping in the early 1900s, I guess, wasn't great. I, guess, I mean, that was that's my guess. Um, those, those letters came, obviously, for each 
in football, basketball, baseball, and track. Um, he was a captain on all of those teams in at least one season. So it's not like he was like a an end of the bench type of guy. Um, just like saying, oh, I want to get like 16 letters instead of just 12. Let me, uh, let me like r- run these, uh, hurdles real quick. Um, no, he, he was a captain in at least one season football. I think his first year he played halfback. Um, his next two years he played end. Um, and then his senior year played quarterback. He was 155 pounds. That was one of the times where I was like, oh, no way. That's crazy. Um, 155 pounds. Um, what else is in there? Uh, three-time All-RMAC football player. He was a three-time leading scorer on the basketball team. Um, three-time hitting leader on the baseball team. He hit for over 500 in two of those seasons on the baseball team. Um, also led the conference in scoring, not just the buffs, but the entire conference in scoring twice. Um, that That's basketball. Uh, in track, he ran a 9.8 in the 100-yard dash, which is kind of crazy to think about. You know, that's that's about what Dimitri Stanley and Mark Perry have been running, which is obviously good enough to get on the relay team and all that kind of stuff. But then you have to factor in, like, 100 years ago, nobody was doing that. Again, just kind of crazy to think. You, you, you see 9.8 speed... And then you're like, okay, compare that to, and then this is the fun part is just like imagining what your average track athlete was a hundred years ago. But yeah, um, so yeah, he was really good at the hundred yard dash. Obviously, um, he also won conference titles, multiple conference titles in both broad jump and javelin. Again, just three totally different skills: sprinting, jumping, throwing. Multiple in all of them. Um, on top of that, obviously three other totally different sports. Um, also the bio said he was a very, very great tennis player. Um, but he couldn't uh, fit another, like a, th- a third spring sport springs through. Ooh, that's when we got to take a pause. Uh, third spring sport, you know, because who could, um, so those are hall of famers. The plan is to, to do some cool stuff over, uh, homecoming weekend which is i believe november 4th through 6th i guess i can check it's in here yes november 4th through 6th um they don't really know when or i guess it says the final details still to be finalized but something cool there they'll like be out there at the uh halftime of the football game all that kind of stuff so yeah there you go that is going to do it for today I'm going to be back tomorrow, hopefully with more of these boxes unpacked, but I don't know. At this point, I don't know. Honestly, at this point, I'm just thinking, like, I have all these boxes. Why am I going to pay for an apartment when I could just build a little fort out of them outside and sleep in that? Wouldn't that kind of make sense? And then you keep all your stuff in the boxes anyway, so it's all right there. I don't know. Well... I'm going to spend some time thinking about that and we'll talk more about the buffs tomorrow.